Pray together. Father, thank you for being our God. Thank you for being so worthy of praise. Lord, I pray that tonight as we start into a new series on dating and what that looks like, Lord, I pray that we remember that you know what's best for us. Um, And Lord, we have the opportunity to listen to what you have to say. Um, Lord, and we have the opportunity to learn the wise thing to do before we make the mistakes. Lord, thank you for loving us and caring about us so much. Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can take a seat. Hello, everyone. Wow, they're already separated. No, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Surge. We're glad you're here. If this is your first time, we um, especially want to welcome you. And so we are beginning this new series, a four-week series on dating called Say the Date. And I understand going into this, because we have seventh graders, we have twelfth graders, all in the same room and everyone in between, there, that there is a wide range of people in this room. And some of you are in a serious dating relationship right now, like two of our own, Gavin and Sophie. I mean, Wow. Gavin and Ruthie. <laughs> Is Ruthie here? Okay, good. Um, that was awkward. So some of you guys are in this relationship. You're in, a, you're in a serious relationship. Some of you, you're in your 10th relationship of the school year. And you're just looking, that's your New Year's resolution, is to making a new girlfriend. All right? So that's some of you. You had so many girlfriends and boyfriends, it's, you can't even count. It's like a new one every week. Some of you, some of you, you think it's gross to date. Um, And you don't want to date. And you think boys have cooties, and they do. They do, all right, they do. Um, And you you don't want anything to do with them. So this is my daughter, Selah. Um, so what we decided to do is actually lock her up so she doesn't date. So this is our trial kennel that we have for her. And um, that's what we will use from here on out. Others, okay, so this is, this is very interesting here. Um, others of you just act in a way that boys don't want to date you because they think you're crazy. So I have an example of this. I'll make sure the volume's turned up on this. And this is one of you. Um, it was on social media, so I think it's free, free game to use. And um, this is one of our eighth graders. I'm not even sure if she's here. I haven't seen her. Um, but this is Allie Bertel. All right, that's good. So some of you just, that's the way you act. Um, and maybe some of you guys have been on dates and that just went really, really bad and really, really wrong. And um, you know, for me, one of my best dates and worst dates happened on the same nights. 
It was actually with Tiffany, my now wife. We were dating at the time. And um, Tiffany used to love classical music, especially this one pianist named David Lenz. And when she was kind of in high school and college, she listened to a lot of this. And I want to let you just kind of get a sampling of this, of what's happening. And to give you some background of what, what this date was, um, I was going to surprise Tiffany and take her to a concert. But the backstory of this is we, the church that we were attending, had this kind of mission site. And we um, got up early and we went to the site and we were working and working and working, working hard, taking trash off and taking limbs off and cutting down stuff. And we worked from like early morning until like probably one or two o'clock in the afternoon and we were tired. And then we went to our houses and we got ready for this um, date that I was going to surprise her with. Yeah, come on. And we drove an hour and a half to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I had reservations at this nice restaurant. And we went, we had dinner. Then the concert, was supposed to, I think it was like 7 o'clock, the concert was supposed to start. So we made it to this church. It was at a church that had wooden pews. And we got there and she was surprised. And we sat down and we started listening to this. And I fell asleep. This was happening for like three hours. No talking, no singing. This. And I was out. I think Tiffany actually fell asleep as well. But the worst part is we were not married, so we couldn't get a hotel that night. So we had to drive an hour and a half back to our homes to sleep. So that was a really cool night, date, but at the same time, it was probably one of my worst dates because I fell asleep on the dates. So some of you guys that maybe have experienced good dates or bad dates, and at, I'm pretty sure at some point during that night, I was like, is there any way for me to save the date? Like my eyes were like crossing, trying to stay awake, but I couldn't do it. And I was out. I was out. So maybe you've been there, maybe you've had bad dates, maybe you've had one bad date, maybe you had a lot of bad dates, maybe it you seem like everything just went wrong, maybe you've never been on a date, which is okay, maybe you've had like three dates and they've all been perfect. Don't worry, you will have a bad date at some point, but regardless of where you are on this spectrum, whether you date a lot, you're dating someone or you're not dating, I think this series is for all of us, because we're talking about dating and maybe you don't even use the word dates or dating because you think it's dated and this is not what you do. Um, maybe you are hanging out or talking with, what terms do you use? Talk, you're talking to someone. Um, maybe you're texting with someone, um, anyone but my daughter. Um, but whatever you call it, for the, just to simplify, simplify five things for this series. Wow, that was kind of hard to say. Um, we're going to use the term dating. And this is the definition that's in your handout. Dating is being in, the, in a relationship, whatever that looks like, where the other person means more to you than just being a good friend. But listen, even though dating is a thing, no matter how you define it, you may not really be interested in talking about it, especially in church. And there's a few reasons why. Maybe you're in a situation 
that doesn't have a label. Like you're really good friends and you probably should be dating or you haven't you just, neither one of you have had the DTR talk. You haven't defined the relationship. You don't need things to be exclusive. You just like having fun and hanging out. So why make things heavier than they need to be? Maybe dating even, even isn't on your radar, which is okay. Maybe you have so many other things going on that you can't imagine adding one more thing to your schedule. Maybe you can't seem to find someone that you're interested in. You're open to this idea of dating, but you just can't find someone. Or maybe the person that you are interested in isn't interested in you, which can be kind of awkward and hard. Um, but on top of all of this, may, you may be thinking, awesome, we get to talk about dating from someone at church who is probably going to tell me that dating is bad and no one should ever do it and I should become a nun or a priest and that I should never date. I should just pray all day and read my Bible all day and be single forever. And if that's you and if you're wondering if, if that's what this series is about, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. This series isn't about convincing you not to date or making you feel guilty for having a boyfriend or girlfriend or for even wanting to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. In fact, this series is about encouraging you not, it isn't about encouraging you not to date. It's about helping you date well whenever that is that you begin to date. So no matter where you fall on this dating spectrum, from solidly single to your soulmate status, Chances are good that if you're going to date at some point, chances are good that you're going to date at some point. And if you're going to have a relationship one day, we're talking, what we're talking about today can help you set you set, set yourself up for success later. So here we go. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Proverbs chapter 24. That's where we're going to start tonight. And then we're going to flip over to First um, Corinthians chapter 13. And you actually may be surprised to hear that the Bible has some very helpful things to say about dating. Even though it was written thousands of years and things are definitely different now than it was back then, there's some things that we can look at in Scripture that is very helpful to us today. So Proverbs, um, I, I said this a few weeks ago, but it's written by one of the wisest, probably the wisest man that's ever lived, Solomon. Um, he had all kinds of wisdom. God blessed him with a, a supernatural level of wisdom to rule God's people. And he was wise but just because he knew better doesn't, didn't always mean he did better. Some things he had to learn the hard way. So whatever the case is, um, we get some great wisdom through the book of Proverbs. And that's what we want to look at first. Very, um, just one verse here. Proverbs chapter 24, starting in verse 27. It says this. It says, prepare your work outside. Get everything for yourself in, in the field. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. All right. So what does this have to do about, say about dating? What does this have to, what does this say about dating? Um, Solomon is talking about the best way to build your house. Now, I don't know if you ever, obviously you probably never built a house. I don't know if you know anything about building a house. Um, But there's a lot of things you need to get ready First, so there's two steps here that Solomon's talking about. Number one is this. You need to get your land ready for a house. So if you're going to build a house, you got to get the land ready before you build the house. And then number two is build the house. Again, that verse says, prepare the work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. 
So you got to get the land ready for the house, and then you got to build your house. Now, I don't know how much you know about building, but the very first thing you do is get the land ready. Then you got to lay what? The foundation. If the foundation is off, your whole house is going to be off. So you have to get the foundation right. And that's what this verse is saying. You've got to get the foundation right. You've got to lay, you got to get the, the land ready so that when you build your house, it will stay up. It will not fall. So life works the same way. This is in your notes. Preparation is the foundation success is built on. That sounds good, right? But here's the thing. Even though we know this is true, how often do we try to be successful first without having a foundation? Like, we, we know a big test is coming, but we start studying 10 minutes before the test. We know that we need a certain GPA to get into that certain school, but we don't really care about our grades until our middle of our junior year. We know we have a big recital or rehearsal coming, but we barely rehearse to get ready for it. We know tryouts is right around the corner, but we spend so much time playing the PlayStation that we don't practice soccer or basketball or whatever it is. Preparation is the foundation that success is built on. And look, this isn't a series about shaming people. We've all done it. It's in our human nature to look for the easy route. But life doesn't work that way. If we want a good success or good result, which in dating you should want good results, we need to take the right steps in the right order. And dating is no different. In fact, let's apply Solomon's guide to home building to your dating life. Number one is this. Get yourself ready to date. Get yourself ready to date. Then after you get yourself ready, then date. Then date. You could say it this way. Instead of waiting to find the right person, work on becoming the right person. In other words, this is the big, the, the big thing for tonight, the big, the big idea for tonight. When it comes to dating, becoming the right person is greater than finding the right person. And you can apply this to any relationship that you have. Becoming the right person is greater, is better than finding the right person. If you want to, if you want to save the date and you want your relationship to have the best chance at succeeding, start by building a good foundation, which means you have to start with you. You cannot start with the other person. You have to start with you, and that doesn't always come naturally to us. So let's look at a scripture in 1 Corinthians. This is a letter that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. And chances are really good that you've heard this passage before. Maybe if you've been to a wedding, this is a passage that was read. This is called the love chapter, and it's all about love. And Paul kind of defines what love is. And this is what he says in chapter verse 4. He says, love is what? Patient. patient. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritated or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. What does it do? Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is a great list that Paul gives us. And the way Paul talks about love makes it sound pretty incredible. I bet most of us have heard this list. It's like, wow, I sure would love to find someone like that. But if we 
need to lay the foundation and focus on ourselves before we move to someone else, what does this passage mean for us? It means that before we start looking for these incredible loving qualities in someone else, we focus on becoming that kind of person right now. I think all of us would say, yes, I want a man or a woman who is patient, who's not rude, who's kind, who, who is not resentful, doesn't get irritated. I think we all want someone like that. But what this, what the big idea for tonight is, you have to work on becoming those things before you try to find someone with those same qualities. Because the truth is, learning to live this way and demonstrate these sorts of qualities pays off whether you're dating or not. Learning to be patient and kind and not proud just makes everything better from your friendships to your family to your dating. And when you work on these qualities in your life now, it pays off now and later. I think we tend to believe that when we meet someone that we're interested in, we'll just naturally treat that person well. But the truth is, when it comes to, to loving someone well, we need to practice. We need to practice these things now. We don't just become patient or kind by accident It doesn't always come naturally to us. So if you want a great dating life now or later, it's important that you start becoming these things now. And I get it. Some of you have been dating for a long time, but I want you to know that it's never too late to start working on these things. It's never too late to start becoming the kind of person that Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 13. And if you're not dating somewhere right now, this is the perfect opportunity for you to start practicing these things. So there's two steps to get started. Number one is choose what you want to work on becoming. What do you want to work on becoming? Who is the man or the woman that you want to be one day? Choose those things. Write out those qualities. And then number two is practice. Practice these things. Practice these things with your parents, with your mom and your dad and your stepmom and your stepdad. Practice these things with your siblings. Practice these things with your friends and your, and your teachers and your coaches. You want to be patient and, and kind to your husband or wife one day. Practice those things in your current relationships. Because if you don't practice now, you would not become those things later. It's not just going to happen one day that you're going to become patient and kind and not rude not self-seeking. Practice these things. Now, Paul gives us a pretty big list. But what I want to do, just for the sake of tonight, and you may kind of get that list, and these are the three, two or three things that you want to focus on. But for the sake of tonight, let's focus on two of the qualities that he's talking about. Patience and kind. Patience and kindness. And this may sound small, But think about it. Are you always patient? Are you patient with your parents? Are you patient with your siblings, your younger brother or your younger sister? Are you always kind to those people? 
So on the back of your handout, you have two columns. And this is what I want to challenge you to do, not now, but at some point later, is underneath patience, just write down some things that you need to practice patience with. What do you need to practice when it comes to patience? Like when your friend is just a little sarcastic with you in front of other people. When your sister borrows your, your shirt and she gets a stain on it. When your classmate or teammate just can't seem to do the right thing. What are some areas that you need to practice with your patience? Who are people that you need to practice patience with? And what about kindness? Write down some things that you want to practice with, with kindness. Maybe your stepmom has been short with you all week. Maybe someone in your friend, friend group is gossiping about you. Maybe your little brother is getting on your every single nerve. Do you show him kindness when that happens? Or do you jump back at him? And maybe it sounds crazy that the way you treat your sister or your stepmom or your brother can impact your dating life, but it's true. Because eventually there will be days when your boyfriend or your girlfriend doesn't seem so perfect. When they get on your nerves and when being patient and kind with them is simply inconvenient for you. If you practice these traits and develop these qualities in yourself, they'll be easier later in your life when you need them. Think about Paul's list. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. It doesn't demand its way. Wouldn't it be amazing one day to meet someone with all of these qualities? And if you did meet someone that's patient and kind and all these lists that Paul gives us, let me ask this question. What kind of person is that person looking for? They're probably looking for the same qualities that they have. If I'm someone that is patient and kind, I don't want someone that's impatient and rude. So if you want someone that is patient and kind and not jealous and doesn't demand its way, we need to start becoming those, those things in our lives so that when we find someone with these same qualities, they're also looking for the same qualities in us. So becoming the person who has those qualities not only makes you happier, but instantly makes you dateable at some point. Practicing patience and kindness alone could have huge impacts on your life and in your relationships, both today and in the future. So instead of focusing on finding someone, some of you are so call in yourself just trying to find the next boy to date or the next girl to date. But some of us need to take a step back and say, all right, instead of me trying to find someone, let's focus on me. Who do I need to become? Who do I need to become? Because when it comes to dating, becoming the right person is better, is greater than finding the right person. Becoming the right person is better than finding the right person. I heard it said this way a couple years ago. We talked about this. 
Are you becoming the person you're looking for is looking for? Are you becoming the person that you're looking for is looking for? If you're looking for someone that's kind and patient, are you becoming those things in your life today? Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we... Um, yeah, God, I realize that in this room there's so many different levels of people in this stage of dating. Um, there's some who have no interest or some who are very serious in serious relationships right now. And God, I pray that um, regardless of where we stand, that we will focus on becoming the right person instead of finding the right person. God, I pray that you will just show us what it looks like in our lives to have more patience and kindness. God, I pray you would challenge us to um, become the kind of person that we're looking for is looking for. So God, I pray as we go to our groups that you will just guide our conversations, that you will um, bless our time. I pray that you would give the leaders wisdom. I pray that you would challenge us in ways that maybe we haven't thought about before. God, we love you so much, and we pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, if you're new, you don't know where you're going, come up here. I can take you to your group. I love you guys, and we will see you next week.